You're listening to All Things Azeroth, episode 746. Let's fly. And welcome back to All Things Azeroth, your World of Warcraft podcast. I'm your host, Medros, and with me I have Van. Hey, Van, how you doing? Good, thanks. Uh, that's good. We're back twice in a month, or in the span of a 30-day period. Uh, it feels good to do shows on a mildly regular basis again. Well, it also helps there's enough going on that you can have them. Yes, I mean, there's there's always stuff going on. Just not a lot of stuff I wanted to actually talk about. Right. Uh, and now I do, so I will take it. Um, but yeah, so how has your two weeks since our last recording been? Not too bad. Preparing-ish for the pre-patch. Looking at characters. Now that I've gone hard, I don't have the same array of characters to select from. Right. Luckily, with the with Winds of Wisdom buff, as well as the anniversary that we'll get into later... The leveling process right now is quite simple. Um, also, with some new leveling information that has come out, there's a faster way to level that people are going with. So I'm now sitting, I think, at 57 on my warrior. Just got my DK out of the starting zone, and I think I'm already like 23. And then I've got my demon hunter at 60, and then I'll probably make at least one or two more in the meantime. And then also taking a look at professions and planning out how I want to have those sounds like I'm going to need at least three alts to maintain each week as well, which is a little bit disconcerting, but I guess we'll have to roll with it. Yeah, we'll love, we'll talk about that in just a little bit here. So uh, for me, my my week in game, or weeks in game lately, pretty much just like I said last time, it's just basically leveling. So the, the plan at this point for me has been just uh, level characters as best I can. I'm also... It's probably a, frankly, it's 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 very very likely a waste of money in game. Uh, thankfully, not a waste of money out of the game because that'd be a really silly thing to do. But basically, I'm stubbornly trying to get all of my professions up to max level for Shadowlands. Uh. Now, the reason I say this is silly and a waste of money is because unlike in the past, where you actually had to do the previous expansion before you move into the new expansion. You don't need to do that anymore. It's been a very long time since you've had to do that. Yeah, I don't remember ever having to do that. But that's an interesting... You're too young when that happened. You, yeah. You, 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 you probably don't remember the characters you made back then. Nope. So, basically, like, with the segments of, you know, you start at one for the expansions profession. Right. Now you just, unlike before, where you had to, like, hit the level cap from the expansion before to get to the next one, and, it, and the, the profession levels... Just continued, so yeah, you know, they, one they to one fifty for vanilla, one one seventy five or one fifty five, fifty one to you know two fifty or whatever it was for crusade yeah. and so on. You don't need to do that anymore. So I don't need to do these things, and I, I do fully accept that. And I've accepted, and I I admit the silliness of what I'm doing. So that that's the first thing I'll say. I, I do accept that I don't even do this, and so pretty much a waste of money. But it's a it's a pride thing for me. So I've got my my main Medros, my Druid Arita, my Demon Hunter Felrage, my Death Knight Conro, and my uh, Hunter Ameland, and my Monk Pandros. They're all capped out level and professions, um, so they're all sixty, uh, which is pretty good. Like I didn't know, I did not know if I'd hit, enter Dragonflight uh, with much more than what I had at the when I stopped playing, which was five. Um, so I've gotten Pandros up to 60 and maxed out his professions. Um, so that has uh, Blacksmith, 
alchemy, leatherworking, inscription, engineering. I think there's two leatherworkers in there. I think Felrage and Amalind are both leatherworkers. Uh, now Talon, who's my currently level 57 paladin, he's a Dreadite paladin. He's jewel crafting. He's also capped out right now. I believe he is. Pretty sure he is. Uh, Shakur is my shadow priest, also Drenai. Uh, he is, he's a tailor enchanter. He's capped out on both. And then um, I've got another blacksmith, two more blacksmiths, and another tailor enchanter. I don't know there's any professions I'm missing in there, but I'm pretty sure I've got a lot of them covered. And at this point, my, my two tailor enchanters uh, are basically just making bags and enchanting things that I think we might want going into the next, next expansion just to try and get some money, because mm -hmm. there was a time uh, during Shadowlands that I had 1.5 million gold. I now have 300k, and that's disturbing and concerning. Yeah, I think BFA was my gold cap at around 1, 1. 1.5, and I'm at 600, but unfortunately it's also on the wrong faction, so well, I mean, <laughs> essentially if you, if I'm sitting at 60k. <laughs> If you're transferring characters over, you can transfer them over with a lot I'm, of gold. Yeah, I'm not transferring them over, unfortunately. Mm. I don't uh, I don't plan to spend any money transferring over, just in case at some point I go back to Alliance. Yeah. So I'll be leveling all new characters because it's not even just the transferring. It would be double dipping because I'd have to character I'd have to server transfer and I'd have to faction transfer. So you're looking right. at like eighty dollars per character. Yeah. I'm not spending that. <laughs> but yeah, it yeah. Shadowlands yeah, no, didn't I, I seem a very gold friendly expansion well i mean we talked about this last last episode uh, i i very much miss the days of sub a hundred thousand gold tokens yes like, those days were sweet yeah <laughs> bye you know i recall oh man they're up to 30k now no i'm no no way i'm buying that i'm not even about from go back down yeah they never did i yeah i remember when they hit 100k the first time Ugh, and yeah I remember a lot of people being like, what the heck? There's no way this will last. And I'm trying to think what had caused it. There was... Can't remember, every, yeah. every time they bring out something that people want yeah. that is connected to... You can either get a Blizzard balance or something like right. that. Yeah. Tokens go up. Uh, expansions actually, drop. People want to yeah. play again. I'll just spend my gold. Oh, I don't have was, gold. Let me get a token. That goes when they uh, added the Bnet balance. I think that yeah. was one that really made it rise, and yeah, it that never came. That back point down. made it made it so it never change. It would yeah. never go back down. Yeah, because now you can get your expansion, exactly. uh, you can get your game time, you can get pets and mounts and cosmetic yeah. items all with your in-game in gold. So if you're good at making gold, this yeah. th this is your this is your ticket. Yeah. So you know it it it, it makes me sad that you know I'll never see what I would consider a reasonably priced token. Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like Blizzard has continually tried to make it so that it's not as profitable to try and make money in the game. I agree. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's just frustrating, but yeah. it is the way it is. Um, there we go. Joda saying, I haven't paid for anything for, from Blizzard in two years. Thanks to the bot token. I definitely need to find your money making chips, Joda, because yep. I have not made a lot of, I mean, in fairness, I, let me, let me try and calculate my head. I would say I am 60 to 70% confident that I have lost probably a good 500k gold worth of stuff to put it up on the auction house and then not logging in for two months. So that either the gold or the item is lost. 
Says after mm. 30 days, you don't have the item anymore. You don't have the gold. Yeah. Whatever's in your mail is gone. Um, so that that is on me, and I do not blame the folks at Blizzard for that. that that's my own stupidity. <laughs> my main gold making, because I could never do the auction house. My main one was the boost when they allowed it. And then yeah. when that got shut down, I uh, fell pretty hard. I ended up making quite a bit with advertising because I could sell keys. I could advertise. Yeah. I could sell rate. I could do so much um, mm -hmm. that I ended up, I think I ended up sitting on 1.5 million and I bought like eight months of game time. So like I was sitting pretty well, but then that crashed and I never focused on it. And I think legendaries was a big gold sink unless you got into it and i never did so i uh i bet you i probably spent a million gold over the expansion on legendaries because i swapped characters a bunch just everything yeah it, it definitely racks up for sure yep yeah i uh yeah auction house is pretty much how i make my, my money mm. uh don't i mean especially right now like i'm not I have not done world quests on my capped characters right. since I got back into the game. Just because I, I don't, like, at this point, I am pushing as hard as I can to get these characters up yeah. uh, as best I can. Using the Winds of Wisdom buff, um, and now also added, adding in the uh, the buff from um, from the anniversary, um, as well as trying to do rested as much as I can. Don't forget Dark Moon um, Fair this week as well. I don't generally do Dark Moon Fair because it's like... If it's I'm, <laughs> it's like, do I really want to travel all the way back to the Dark Moon Fair yeah. and then all the way back up to Orbos yeah. just to get a, uh, a one hour buff to XP? Yeah. Not really. Like, it, it doesn't feel worth it to me yeah. to spend all of that time. Um, but to each their own. Um, so the only two characters that are in Shadowlands of mine on, on Argent Dawn that I have not spent any time leveling is Podcast and Percast. Um, that's my Horde monk and my uh vapira hunter um i'm not really worried about them too much they're in shadowlands but they're both 50 and they can stay there for a while at this point talon dotty and Hoofbright, um which are my three paladins that are leveling up um talon's 57 dotty's 56 and uh Hoofbright's 56 uh, they will all i am confident hit 60 before uh the Winds of Wisdom buff goes away. Um, mm. Falumbra, which is my Warlock, and Shakur, who's my Priest, uh, they are both kind of, kind of. Uh, I'm gonna get the highs I can, but they aren't like they're 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 Enchanter Tailors. There's no craft. There's no gathering I can do to to get them XP easily like the other ones can. I can. So at this point, it's just basically trying the best I can uh, and hoping for, for the best. Don't forget also when the Winds of Wisdom buff goes away, um, leveling ex experience needed per level is getting a hard nerf. So even if you don't get them to 60 by then, like for example, I'm getting, I'll probably get three or four characters to 38 because that is um, the kind of cutoff as to it's better to level up now with the 50% buff up to yep. 38 and then wait until after the next week. Um, to yeah. finish it, just because the nerfs are quite substantial. Well, I I try to avoid allowing that to be the the, the have the effect it has. But yeah, right, yeah. So, so here's something I realized. So the 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 three paladins they've all been using uh, mining to level up. It's you fly around Bastion, yeah. One round, run around, one round around the outside of Bastion. Uh, a specific path 
has been enough to get almost a level per round. That's not too bad at all. Or higher levels is it's about a thir- two thirds or three quarters of a level. Yeah. Um, but the the issue that I've run into is if they run into any mobs, mm-hmm. slows you down. Well, they don't have great gear, you see. Yeah. Um, you know, none of none of them really have really equipped anything since they got into the expansion uh, into Shadowlands. Right, because you don't get quest gear anything. Like, Dottie had, like, I level 38 stuff. Yeah. Equipped. So, um, basically, I've gone through, I went through yesterday, and I, I went to a few of my, my crafting characters and, like, made at least I level 100 stuff for, it, yeah. for him. Unfortunately for Hoofbright, he's a torn paladin, and therefore uh, can't get any of that stuff yeah. that I have. It's cheap enough on sucks. the Oxenos. If you've got, I mean, if you're mining, you should be able to sell it, but... I think it's about 2,000 gold to get straight to uh, 100 eye level gear from crafted. Yeah. I did the same on my warrior. Yeah, I, I'm. I have a lot of of ore to sell, right. but I want to make sure my characters that hit your, that need it have yeah, it. Yeah. Last night I hit I hit cap on all of my alliance uh, that would use ore. So mm. um, at this point, I'm confident I can sell all that stuff without a problem. Right. Yeah. It's just a matter at this point of just making sure that there's nothing, there's no surprises basically. Yeah. Um, and then all my crafting stuff is going up in the auction house uh, so that I can try and make back some of the money that I've spent lately. Yeah. Because it's it's rough. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. rough trying to buy stuff. Um, like uh, getting enchanting up to max on two, two enchanters uh, required a bunch of eternal crystals. Um, which Yeah, those aren't super cheap either. They're not super cheap, but like they were cheaper than I expected. I was expecting maybe like 200 gold each oh, based on 50? past expansions. Yeah. Uh, not on my server. Like they were uh, they were sub sub 25 gold. Oh, interesting. Eternal Crystal. This is the end of the expansion. Things yeah. go cheap. Yeah, um, sure. I'm trying to make trying to hold on to stuff that I think an evoker would use for crafting mm-hmm. um, because I think there's some people who might want to try and do that for sh- like Shadow on crafting on their evokers. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. Um, so they can go into the expansion having some gear. Yeah. Um, and if I if I recall from the beta, they are clothies. So I want to make sure to I save think they're my male. Cloth. Are they male? Okay. All right. So I'll have to save my leatherworking stuff then, because they. I think that most people probably will probably go leatherworking. Yeah. Uh, wearing skinning for their their evokers. Mm. Also worth. I mean, and depends on how you're approaching it. Um, with me wanting to do a few characters at once, I'm looking more at things that I can do now and then, not super determined yeah. to do it. So Torgas daily, um, on my warrior, I'm getting about a level a day because you get a daily that gives you a 50k bonus experience on top of the experience you just get from running it. So you can okay. get pretty much a, a level a day, um, just by doing a daily Torgas. So you can do that from 50 to 60, obviously with Threads of Fate. Yeah. So it's, it's another decent alternative, but at the same time, having to sit there and run through Torghast every day is kind of not well, ideal. I, mean, I know people who ran Torghast every day for six months. So yes, you know, having to run why... Torghast every day for a few few few, few yeah. weeks is not a bad deal. Not yeah. a big deal. No, exactly. But yeah, like that might be an idea for Shakur and, and Falumbra because they 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 aren't going to be going out into the world and doing battle. Yeah. Uh, battle stuff unfortunately you still need the gear and that's why i bought the eye level 100 stuff because it was cheap enough that it was worth the investment um yeah and you're not getting gear from anywhere else so torghast unfortunately 
does start to hit a little bit hard if you're super undergeared. So, yeah. Well, I recall when I did Torghast through Threads of Fate, uh, the first one anyway, that was pretty easy when I did that. Yeah. So that might be worth something to consider. Like Shakur's eye level right now is 103 at level 55, which is plenty, which is decent. Um, Like he's gotten. Uh, I think most slots have at least eye level 100. Couple, yeah, you should rings be. that aren't very good. Yeah, and his triggers are fine. His weapons are good. So yeah, really, he only needs rings at this point. Yeah, which those is definitely seem pretty to be easy the to get. Yeah, those definitely seem to be the last ones I upgrade. But they're also you can. I think those are rings like, and rings, necks, and trinkets are always yeah. the last things you get. Yeah. which I don't understand. No, nope. sucks. <laughs> yep. But yeah, like. At this point, it's get as many characters up to 60 as I can. And that's that's not a I need to have to hit a certain level or be a certain, you know, progressed amount. For me, it's just it's a pride thing. Like, I want to yeah. feel like I actually leave the expansion in some semblance of a good place. And also, I like if you don't, I find it a lot harder to it kind of compounds on itself. Right. Because I, I did the same thing. And then. Shadowlands, I didn't. I've got some characters that are still at 50 that I never got them to 60. And it's so late that I wouldn't be able to get them all. And then going into Dragonflight, like now I've got to get them 20 levels each. Well, that's just, you know, it gets a lot harder. I'm glad that they're doing the experience nerfs because of that exact reason. I think it helps a lot. Um, But it's definitely something you got to keep on top of throughout the expansion i find if you just let it all go until the end or until the next expansion it just gets so much harder to to motivate yourself to do it and once the new expansion hits within weeks stuff from shadowlands will get more expensive on the auction house yep. because then it's you know it's legacy yeah. stuff like it's yeah no exactly but we can definitely do things now to to improve our our, our lot later in the game so uh for me at least that's an important thing to do and uh, I definitely recommend anybody who can go and try. It's, it's a good time right now to just to lazily play the game without uh, feeling the pressure or the need to to do a lot. You know? Yeah, I agree. There's stuff you can do, but nothing that you're gonna fall behind if you take a day or two off. Like even even leveling, right? I'm doing Torghast daily. I miss days constantly, and I don't care because I have lots of time. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move into the news. So the first thing I want to talk about talked about. This is coming up last time we recorded. Legacies, chapter one and two. So I'm pretty good with the story and the lore. Um, like I, I know a lot of the lore, so I'm not seeing a lot of stuff that I didn't know already. I'm curious what you think of the Legacies series. I wish they had done this years ago. It's really nice. I don't pay much attention when I'm questing my first character to max level. I'm the type I speedrun it to get to max, to gear, to get ready. That's just doing high-end content. That's kind of how you do it. So outside of cutscenes, it's hard to get an idea on lore or, you know, kind of just knowing where I'm going and stuff like that. This is fantastic. A nice five minute a week video to catch me up on, you know, the circumstances behind the expansion amazing saves me a lot of not necessarily saves me anything because obviously if i don't understand what's going on i don't need to all i gotta do is kill stuff but it's nice too and it gets me more interested and invested in it almost so it's a fantastic way to give me you know kind of uh cole's notes on who the important people are and what their background is 
And I, I think a five minute segment weekly is fantastic because it's short. You get your, you know, highlight stuff. And yeah, I, I don't think there's any downside to it yet. Yeah, like the uh, the story of Galakrond, um that was covered in the book Dawn of the Aspects. Really good mm-hmm. book. Um, I actually really enjoyed the audiobook of that one. It was, it was I think it was one of the first audiobooks in the Warcraft series that I that I listened to, and it was really good. It was really well done. Um, the story of Naltharian, I mean, that was that was more in game covered. Mm-hmm. Um, his downfall and, and what happened there. Um, I'm, I'm don't know what the next one's going to be. I, I recall, like, you'll be able to view all of these in game, um, starting in eight days. Oh, but, really? Yeah. There, one of the, once one of the characters that, that is from the Dragon Eagles, that is part of the Drakthir starting experience. Right. Will be in each of the capital cities and oh. you can go to them and they'll show you the stuff from the, Dra- the legacies. That's um, cool. Yeah, so if, even if people didn't see the YouTube released versions, yeah, people will see them in game. in game. That's super cool. And they've actually done that for all of them. Like, there's always been a character you can go to to view these if you wanted to. Okay. For each of the different expansions they've done them for. So, I think they started in Warlords, I think. Oh, really? I've never heard of them up until this expansion. Yeah. Uh, if you go to the Warcraft channel, I think one of them was Warbringers. I don't know what the other ones were. But yeah, they, they've, been, they've been doing these for several expansions now, and, and they're they're really good lore catch-ups, and mm-hmm. um, also a good way for people to learn stuff that they didn't know. Yeah, J- Joda says, the the daughter of the sea one, especially for me, having seen the entire history of Warcraft, you know, I, I played Warcraft 1 back in the day, when, before you existed, bud. Yep. <laughs> um, you know, I, I played that, and I played all the way through, and I've played the entire story that we have for this this world. Um, and Daughter of the Sea tells a really compelling story. And um, actually, Laura Bailey, who is the voice of Janet Proudmore, um, she actually did they actually did a, a live version of that at BlizzCon. Was it 2015 or 2016, I think? Was it 2017? It was, no, actually, it would have been 2018 or 2019, maybe. Anyways, they did a live version of this, and it is eerie to watch it. Uh, you can actually view it on YouTube. I can actually send you guys a link if you want. But the 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 Daughter of the Sea Warbringers or whatever it was, just powerful it, once you know the story. But uh, yeah, they, they they had ones for Sylvanas. They've had ones like... Well, and it's, it's nice for new people to the game. Like yeah. I've, I've played since Legion, but I'm just not into the yeah. lore as much. So, okay, yeah, it's I, nice for me. But like imagine being a new player and like you've got so many years of history yeah. that... It's impo- like not impossible, but unless you're focusing <laughs> it's on hard. it, it's right? Hard. It's going to be hard to catch up and truly understand. Like you're not going to quest through every zone in the entire game. You just can't. I mean, not. I mean, you would need several characters to do that. Yes, and there's an achievement for it, which I'm working towards. But damn, is it hard? <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. Yeah, it, it it is definitely hard. And you know, I applaud those who started more recently and, and are willing to go th- through that. Yeah. But yeah, uh, definitely recommend checking them out. Uh, they they should have a playlist on their on their uh, YouTube channel. I don't know that they do, um, but they I don't think so. should. I looked I looked earlier, and it's kind of all mashed together, unfortunately. Yeah, that's that's t- that makes you sad. Yeah. I mean, it'd be awesome if they did, but yeah. Oh man, they don't mean they may not even have older playlists. 
No, I, I, from what I looked earlier, like it, it's just World of Warcraft all put together type deal. And then eSports. Let's see here. Warbringers. This was, yeah. Warbringers was Jaina, Sylvanas, and Azara. Mm. Harbingers was for Legion. That was Gildan, Illidan, and Khadgar. Yeah. Anything for BFA? Because BFA would have been... Warbringers was BFA. Oh, right, yeah. Jane and them, yeah. Yeah. Legion, you covered. I feel like there should have been something for... What? Maybe, maybe, um... they, maybe they started with... Legion? Yeah, so uh, Shadowlands had Afterlives. So uh, there's... right. An afterlife for each of the zones. Thing. Yeah. There's uh, Bastion, uh, Revendreth, uh, basically telling telling the different different kind of stories from each of the zones for, for Shadowlands. But yeah. Right. Definitely yeah, so Warbringers, Afterlives, Harbingers, and I think yeah, I think it probably started in Legion. I don't know if there's anything for, for anything before that. Or maybe it was started in in Warless Drainer. I don't know. Definitely a good addition though. Oh yeah. If you if you if you if it's the kind of content you like, um, and it's not for everybody, it's definitely a good thing to to experience, I think. Yeah. No, it's nice that it's out of the way, so you're not forced to, but if you want yeah. it, it's there and it's easy. Yeah, and uh, tomorrow we will get uh, the third one, uh, which I'm very excited for, and that will, you know, that'll pretty much be the last one before we start up the, uh, the second phase of the pre-patch. Mm-hmm. And... At that point, you know, a week later, we'll have them in-game. So, we talked about this last episode. Uh, we weren't quite sure what to expect. And now we have more information. Lots more. Yes. Uh, and in fact, there is a decent chance that on Wednesday of next week, so in like nine days, I'm actually going to stream creating my Drac Pier. So, basically, the Twitch drops. Uh, we weren't sure what we were going to get. We weren't sure the requirements. And now we know. So... Twitch drops start on November 15th, uh, which is the day that Drakthir open up and goes to the 18th of November. You have to have watched at least four hours of WoW Dragonflight content on Twitch uh, during that three-day period. And it has to be a Twitch account that is eligible for Twitch drops as well, because not all not all streamers are, I believe. Like, I don't believe, based on what I Googled last time, I don't believe that I could go and stream and people be eligible to receive it. So leave it certain content creators. The the post from Blizzard about this does actually address this a little bit. Okay. So as a streamer, how do I get Twitch drops on my channel? All you need to do is make sure your Twitch and Battlelet accounts are linked and that you've opted into drops. So they need to opt into drops in the the content right. creator dashboard. So as long as the person you're watching has done that. Watching hmm. for four hours should get you that. Now okay. you can watch an hour of one creator and an hour and another, as long as there's a total of four hours of Dragonflight content in that period. Interesting. My plan, and here's hoping, is at this point to try and stream for an entire four hours. And and uh, sorry, Dazzler in the chat as well. You need to have your Twitch and your your Battle.net account linked as well. Yeah. You won't get anything if you don't have that done. Right. And you go to account.battle.net. Sorry, account.battle.net slash connections. There'll be a link there to connect up your Battle.net to your Twitch account. It's not something you do in Twitch. It's something you do on Battle.net. So go into account settings, um, and there'll be a, a place there to connect up your Twitch to your Battle.net. Um, it'll show connected once you've done that. And then on 
Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday of next week, or Tuesday through Friday, and that's 3 p.m. on Tuesday through midnight PST on the Friday. Watch four hours of Twitch content, appeal playing Dragonflight, and you will get a dragon kite pet. It looks kind of cute. Would you, would you agree? It's definitely an interesting one, yeah. I think I'm looking forward more to the second one because I've heard that that mount up until now was going for upwards of $3,000. So that brings us to our second one. Uh, Twitch drop number two. This is post-launch. Um, so November 28th at 3 p.m. Pacific time, which is when Dragonflight launches worldwide until December 1st at midnight PSD. Um, watch at least four hours of Wild Dragonflight content and you'll get the Feldrake mount. And then the third is the 13th to the 28th. Um, and that's a longer period. So we have uh, 15 days there. Watch two hours of Dragonflight content to earn a perpetual purple firework toy. And then as a bonus, and I mean, I'm not gonna say you have to, but if you did, that'd be awesome. If you support a streamer by donating two gifted subscriptions to a Ezreal Creators channel, uh, you'll get an Ichabod Harvest Golem pet. It's a rather inter interesting one in itself. I mean, it's it's WoW-ish, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's very on brand for WoW. Yeah. I just mean it's, it's an interesting concept of getting it as opposed to supporting by watching, supporting by donating. I like the uh, concept. It's pretty interesting. I think it'll help yes. Twitch as a whole grow in the WoW industry. The, the, the amusing thing of this for me as somebody who does do Twitch uh, as a streamer, Blizzard has often tended when doing giveaways and stuff to avoid avoid things that require people to pay. Yeah. So it's interesting in itself for me as a viewer and as a streamer simultaneously to see that they are actually... It's directly linked to pain. Yeah, they're, they're actually attempting to encourage people to do right. that kind of stuff. Like my Medro, the Medros Twitter, Twitch account doesn't have an affiliate unlock, so I can't get donations or I get, can I get... Subscriptions. Subscriptions, yeah, sorry. Yeah. So I'd actually probably stream on my Pokemedris one, which does have affiliate. But yeah, it's it's a, it's surprising to me that they would actually have something that would be actually like a reward for putting something in financially. Right. But it's not going to get you like a chance to win a contest or anything like that. So yeah. it's actually like a guaranteed, like you do this, yeah. you get this. It's not a, also, you, get, you do this, you get a chance. I think it's really nice and I'm glad because initially I was a little bit worried about it being tied to player power and it not being whatsoever is good. And I'm not surprised that it's not it's like I really expected it to be. You know, so. I definitely understand the, the concern there because there's a lot of times where people are like, some gaming companies will definitely like, oh yeah, like if you give us more money, we'll give you more power. We'll make you stronger. Exactly, yeah. Blizzard has always been very much, nope, not, that's not going to happen. Yeah. We're not doing that. So I'm definitely very happy that they are that they're not moving down that road, and I hope that right. once they are acquired by Microsoft, that continues. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Speaking of contests, those who follow us on Twitter and and are on our Discord will will probably remember that for uh, Wrath Cla Wrath Classic, we did give away two heroic keys. I am hoping to have a couple of keys to give away for a heroic Dragonflight copy. So watch Discord and watch our Twitter. 
I will try and give as much notes as I can. I, my goal is to do about a five-day contest if I can, but we'll have to wait and see how that goes. And I'm really hoping to be able to give that as a gift to a couple of our, our listeners. So definitely watch that in the next week or two. Really hoping to have some more on that soon. Cool. Uh, for sure. All right. So Twitch Drops, I mean, that it's really cool. Uh, participating regions include North America, Latin America, Europe, Middle East, South Africa, South Korea, Japan, Taiwan, Southeast Asia, Australia, and New Zealand. So there's definitely areas you can't get it. And I do apologize if you're in one of those areas. But that is a pretty uh, thoroughly encompassing area to, to do. So I think the only one that I can think of that's not is china right and they've got heavy restrictions on the amount yes. of game and whatnot that you're able to do as a minor so it's not overly surprising that and and active. how they play like how they pay for their game yeah. and how they play their game drastically very different. very different out there mm-hmm. so yeah definitely not surprising to see china's not on that list no but yeah there, there's a lot of people who are gonna be, be open for this and i'm not saying watch my content there's lots of Twitch streamers that are going to be out there doing this, but definitely look forward to seeing you guys there if you'd like to join us. I'll also likely be streaming at some point during that time. Not sure what yet, but we'll see. Well, my goal is to basically start with my Arjun Dawn Drakthir that I've that I that mm. I've reserved the name for. Play through opening up the, the stuff in Stormwind, so basically like the entire starting experience up until you get Stormwind. Right. Switch over to doing the the main event stuff. Uh, the quests and stuff for the the pre-release on my main Medros, and then switch over to another one. I'm cre- another director I'm creating over on Dalaran, and do the director on that one because they're both going to look exactly the same and have the exact same name. I've actually literally gone through to the on the beta and recorded all of the character options yeah. for each of the pages for right. the the dragon and the humanoid version. Just so you have it. You, yeah, yeah, and I will, yeah. I will literally have it have the images of what I'm choosing. Right on my phone and say, okay, so we're choosing this one and this one. But I'll, I will go through it more in more detail so we can see the different options. Like I, I know you can create. I mean, to, to turn a lot of time into, you know, different options and going through the different options and what looks best and different armor combinations. Lots of options there. So gonna be very interesting to see how that uh, that stream goes. Be first time streaming WoW in a very long time. <laughs> All right, so next up uh, that I want to talk about is the latest promotion for subscriptions to World of Warcraft. Now, those who who are old-time listeners of ATA will remember our reaction to the subscribe for six months for a mount. Our reactions back then were not very positive. Unless you already had a six-month subscription, committing for six months is a lot. Mm-hmm. This promotion asking you to subscribe to 12 months of World of Warcraft... I, I I will be honest, I think it's too much. I, I don't think I'd ever subscribe to a game for a year. That's a long time. There's a lot that can change, there's a lot that can happen. I mean no, I don't I, I don't think I'd, any game could do that. I mean it's a long standing game, but it's a long time. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, imagine if in March of twenty twenty you had subscribed for a year. Yeah. It'd be you different. are basically subscribing through all of the lawsuit stuff, yeah. all of the, all of the crap that came after that, and you're, you're, you're basically paying. If you decide not to play at that point, you're basically paying for something you aren't using. I, I would be a lot more open to it if they allowed you to pause it, pause your subscription. Yeah, that's what makes the point. They did have a, a subscribe to WoW for a year to get D three for free, and in in hindsight, you know that 
yeah, great. That was, it was a great thing back then. Totally get that. And that's awesome. But unfortunately, with all the stuff that has happened in the last 18 months, I just don't know that I can see that that is something that is a risk I'd be willing to take now. Cheaper Maranth or whatever, like, I mean, A, I don't have that much money. Yeah, it's a lot of money to drop all at once. Dazzler, I mean, I understand, like, it's a new X-Pack. Do you think you're going to be, you be playing for the, for a year? I don't know that I pay, play, played for a full year of Shadowlands before all this stuff happened. Like, Shadowlands ha- start launching, what, September, I think? Or September 20, 2020? Or was it January 2021? I, I don't, like, I, I don't feel like I... Looks like November 23rd. Of 2020? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it was announced, I believe, October. Yeah, yeah, they were, they were saying September, end of September. Yeah. And they had to delay it a little bit. That's right. Yeah. Like, I don't think that I played a full year of that. Like, Yeah, I could understand, even if, like he's saying, if you went with 12 monthly payments... So I'm I'm committed. You can take that period. I would yeah. might be willing to. I don't know, but at the same time, I mean, I don't think they'd ever do that because I mean, I cancel my credit card. Then what do they do? They can't possibly take my. Oh no! They they payment. take the whole amount at, at once. No, no like, he's, you're not paying yes, monthly. Dazzler is suggesting if uh, if they'd still let us pay twelve monthly payments, set up as an auto payment type deal. But yeah, yeah. I, I don't think they would let you because I mean, I could go get a prepaid, do that cancel my card and then well they, they they can also not allow prepaids like there, there's ways for them to say like certain kind of cards can't be used right but i could i could go and i could go with my scotia bank card and i could still cancel my card tomorrow but, true, true. but yeah they could cancel my account but i mean it's i i just can't see them like part of the the purpose of the year subscription is they want all that money up front right that that's see, why you get it cheaper see we, we can we talked about this last episode and i think even more with this promotion what we talked about last episode resonates in my head. Yeah. They're an option numbers. to subscribe. No, no. An option to pause your subscription, not right. cancel. Yeah. You, you paid for 12 months, but four months in your dad gets sick and you can't, or your mom gets sick or your grandmother gets sick. And you, you, you just don't have the, the time and, and the capacity to play in, in such a way that that brings value to you. Right. So instead of just wasting that time you've already paid for, just give us a, a chance to pause it. You still have the money. You still have that subscription. You, right. you, it's still you. You still have it. Like, if they gave us the ability to pause the subscription, I think more people would be willing to say, you know, probably come back at some point. Right. And, like, even if it gives me, even if I can only, you can only come back for, like, a, a week or a month at a time. Like, if you have to unpause for one month, at least, and you can yeah. pause again. You know, I think yeah. So would... I, I I have twelve months, but I use it over the span of three years because I don't have the time, or or I had a kid, or somebody's sick, or I'm sick, um, and I don't have the ability to play. You know, okay, well, I'm feeling a bit better this month. I'm gonna unpause for a little bit. You know, spend some time in Azeroth or uh, or whatever. Like I would totally be willing to say, you know, twelve months, I can pause it. I can come back at some point and unpause and repause. They still have the money. I still have the stuff, but for that period, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not wasting time. If that was the case, if they could find some way uh, from a financial aspect to count that accurately, that would be so much better for everybody. But I don't know that they'll ever do that. I don't think so either. I think it would actually help them a lot with the. Uh, it would be getting it, people it, back. It would be. I will say it will be that would that idea. That that one feature 
would be as much fan service as the last patch of Shadowlands. Yeah, I agree. Because but everybody would be like, oh, great. I can subscribe. I can pause if I need to. Yeah. Come back when I when I have the time. It's not wasting time. Like, how many people through the, the, the pandemic would have done that? Right. Come back when they can. You know, it, it just makes so much sense. I don't know why they haven't tried that yet. I feel like they'd also get a higher number of people coming back to the game. Like right Absolutely. now, for example, I took two months off. It was a little bit tough to get back into it because knowing I've got to start paying my subscription again if I want to get back into it. But if I took a break and I know that I've got four months left, well, it it's so much easier, to come, back, easier to come back. Like, Yeah, I don't have to put more money into it. I already right? have that money waiting. Yeah, and they've already got your money. Like... And then, okay, you've got one month left. Great. Well, then you play, like, it just, yeah. No, I, I agree. Dazzlorn, I am not sure I believe those 25-year 20 year cards ever existed. But I've heard people who said they had them, so I don't know. I really don't know. But, yeah, I mean, pa Blizzard, if you're listening, anybody from Blizzard's listening, pause subscription. Like, any, so many subscription services these days have a pause option instead of a cancel option. Pause says... Hey, I'm probably gonna come back, but not can't do it right now. Cancel yeah. says, "Yeah, I may never come back." Exactly. What What do you want as the option that your that your people are gonna are, are gonna see? What 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 do you want to promote? Pause. Cancel. Like I, I know from my head what I'd want to see, but I, yeah, that's just me. But anyways, let's move on from that. So Van, you haven't played WoW very long, but you, I think, if you were on Twitter, which I know you're not. I think this What's Your Story campaign would be perfect for you. Because it lied for me. I, I'll, be, I'll be honest. It lied for me. So I did this. So basically, if you send out a tweet to to World of War, to the WoW Warcraft account saying your character name on one on the first line, your server on the second line, this the region on the third line, hashtag Warcraft Story on the fourth line, and at Warcraft on the fifth line, in that, in that, in that setup, they will send you uh, an auto-generated thing saying something about your character not gonna lie i haven't heard of this and i'm tempted to go and try it now because that is a fairly interesting idea so i tweeted out about three weeks ago basically when i started this whole uh back into wow i want right. to you know level characters i had noticed that i was really close to a new rank in uh pet collection but i haven't done pet collecting like battle pet stuff in the world right. since isle of thunder which was Mists of Pandaria. The problem I had there was the zone was so dense with mobs that it was it was very hard to find battle pets. So I just was like, no, I'm just I'm I'm done with this. Like it just isn't fun anymore. The first one they sent me said, Tamer Medros is one of the finest pet battlers in Azeroth with 49 wins from from their menagerie of 809 companions, including the ever evasive Nightsaber Cub, which was a quest that took five minutes. Maybe 10 minutes to complete. <laughs> Many have heard their 32 laughs echo throughout the taverns and dungeons of Azeroth. I've only laughed 32 times in 18 years. Really? I'm pretty sure I've laughed in this game a lot more than that. But maybe, on, maybe not on that character. Right. So you can basically you can do it over and over again. If you reply to the, the reply to the same stuff again to the, their tweet, we'll send you another one. So the next one, and I, I think, Van, you, I don't know that you listened to the show too much before... But many people who listen to the show will find this one quite entertaining. High Lord Medros is a dungeon specialist known for their 11 completions of Drakthar and Keep and 120 total runs in Azeroth. 
However, they seem to wander Azeroth without aim, having succumbed to fatigue six times. And Erlina is the response right there that anybody who's listened to the show will know. High Lord Medros is a dungeon specialist is hilarious. I don't even need to watch the show. And I'm... Yeah. Huh. I I'm think a, they're I, I'm a dungeon specialist. I think their API might need a little bit of work on their uh, tailor tailoring for their stories. I mean, I absolutely believe that I've died to fatigue six times. I'm surprised it's not higher, to be honest. Yeah, it, it's rather surprising. I mean, for example, I, I checked recently, and by recently, a few months back, my Demon Hunter fall deaths, far, far higher than they should be considering. I have Glide. Um, so... Some deaths you just want to forget about, right? How? how? I, I don't want to talk about it. I, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, but yes, I have a, more than one fall death on a demon hunter. What did, I'm going to blame did, it on... Did you, um, did you lose the, um, the spacebar? I'm going to blame it on ping. Um, All right. And being lazy and trying to time it at the last second. But that's that's about it. As a, Joe's got a good point. What's your uh, favorite dungeon? Uh, Mr. Dungeon <laughs> Specialist. Dead Minds. I don't know. Better question. Can you name more than five dungeons in the oh, absolutely. recent five, in the recent, oh, let's oh, say, no, three no. expansions? Yeah, I'm not going oh, all the way back. Oh, in, the, in the most recent oh. three expansions, can you name five dungeons? So that would be uh, Shadowlands, BFA, and Legion. Um, No. No. It's not, it's not a very good uh, specialist right there. I don't know. No, I, I will concede that I, uh, I failed. Oh, I just did another one here. Oh, and they give me the Tamer Madras one again. But uh, making new friends comes naturally to them, having waved 403 times to allies and enemies alike. That, mm -hmm. I believe, I often will wave because I'm on an RP server. Right. Um, I will wave to, to allies and enemies um, who I've helped or who have helped me in a fight. Um, so that I can definitely believe. I've waved a lot and bow a lot. Um, this time, though, instead of doing the Nightsaber pet, the one they chose this time was the Nightshade Sproutling. Do you remember where I got it? Probably from the auction house, to be honest. That's fair. Another very good uh, PR stunt, I would almost say. Because it's not... It's a small thing for them to have implemented. But I feel like publicity-wise, it it will get them out there more and people thinking about Dragonflight. Oh, yeah. I mean, basically, this is... I mean, okay. Again... I will preface this with saying I don't know. This is just my guessing based on knowing how Blizzard works and right. the thinking of, of people and companies and corporations. With the uh, last three years they've had, the goal of this campaign is to remind people of all the fun times they've had yeah. and make them excited to come back into the world, getting stuff, uh, uh, getting the, the people who have accounts uh, and have lab subscriptions to think, Oh man, you're right. I really enjoyed that game. Yeah. You know what? New expansion coming out. Let me let me go play it. Let me go get the expansion and uh, and and see what we can do. Yeah, nostalgia. They're just trying to build on the nostalgia. So second time again, again calling me a dungeon specialist, which is still a lie. <laughs> and the second half of it says their legend their legend continues to grow as their 294 cheers have rallied their parties to improbable victories. And I definitely believe that I've definitely cheered a lot. Yeah, it's, uh, do you mind putting one in for me? Because I don't have, as you mentioned, uh, active Twitter. Uh, sure. I'm assuming your username here is your character name, right? No, let me find my alt code. I, I need, basically need to know what server and what yeah. character name. So it'll be on 
the current, it'll be uh, Storm Rage. Wow. And I'm just trying to find the alt code for my O because somebody stole Oh, my you alt codes? Some, well, somebody stole my name. So unfortunately, I was stuck having to go with an alt code. Okay, so that's what it sounds like they use those kind of vanity achievements for the second one, I guess. Because mm. that, that is all kind of stuff that I expect that, to see here. That would make sense. Yeah. Going to log into my Raider IO because I haven't played it and played for so long that I don't even remember which way the tick thing goes. So, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, honestly, when oh, this yeah. first launched, there were so many people who were doing it, and I would say it was a success. Yeah, I so think it's a very for, cool idea. For for the first little while, a lot of people were doing it, and that's a success. You know, un unquestionably a success. Yeah. So what else does it need? It needs your character name, your server, region, and then just oh, a hashtag okay. in the app for Warcraft. Yeah. So I've already done it for you. Uh, I'll let you know what comes back with here. The the folks at Blizzard did reach out to content creators and say like, you know, do, try and test this out. And, you know, do it do it on your own account so you can show people what it's like and. Right. From a marketing perspective, it was a success. I'm sure it was very easy to create this oh, uh, yeah. this bot to get the the content they wanted. Oh, 2010, oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah, but whether this turns into subscriptions, like... Is that this for me, Dazzledorn? Is that 85 for me from falling? No, I think that's for him, I think. Oh, I hope so. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> I knew I had a few, but I was hoping it wasn't that many. Okay, Warcraft story for Vanderdor. Vanderdor the Cryptic hurled themselves into harm's way to lead their party through an intense plus 21 halls of atonement. Hmm. Making new friends comes naturally to them, having waved 46 times to allies and enemies alike. Well, I don't wave very much. Should. It builds community. But interesting that they'll even tie in your highest dungeon into that, so that's rather interesting. You'll notice they didn't do that for me. Correct, yeah. Probably because I've never done a mythic in my life. Correct. But yeah, um, it, it it's interesting. It's it's a itching way of going about it, and uh, yep. I applaud them for at least giving it a try. Like they didn't have to. Like they could have just tried to you know do other stuff and, and try and pressure yeah. them to come back and stuff, and they didn't. Exactly. So all right, uh, that aside, let's talk about eighteen years, shall we? It's a long time. I feel old. <laughs> I feel very old hearing that number. Like I, that it's was a long time quite... ago surprising that it's been 18. How old are you 18 years ago? Good question. Um, 11, I think. Sounds about right. You're what, 12, 13 when you started playing? When Technically? I, uh, probably about there, yeah. That, I remember amazing. playing World, uh, just Warcraft. I do remember, I believe it was Warcraft 1, so. That would have been old when when you mm -hmm. played it then, because. Yeah, yeah, no, it would have been. To the, I think, I'm thinking that it Warcraft itself is probably 25 years old now, I think. I've got a, yeah, I'm trying to a Google it. Right um, World of Warcraft, yeah, 01. So it looks like game was announced in 2001 and re was released for the 10th anniversary of the Warcraft franchise on November 23rd, 2004. So based on that, I would so Warcraft reason one, Warcraft was 94. Yeah, November 15th, 1994. You yeah. were one and a half. Yeah, yeah that's... Uh, one in very my... old franchise. What in what seven or eight months? Yeah, you were young. <laughs> yep. But you are older than the Warcraft franchise. Congratulations. <laughs> That's pretty crazy though that they've had a franchise go that long. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you're a history buff and and look at the history of of 
the Blizzard company, you know, from before, even before it was Blizzard, Synapse and Syntax, I think was their original name. Mm. You know, they they have a, a storied history. It it's a it's a great history. I love this history of this company. But it it recent times have been less great. So oh sorry, Silicon and Synapses is the original name of the company. Then it became Chaos Studios and eventually Blizzard Entertainment. They've definitely done something with it. Like it's it's impressive for a company to be around that long as a smaller yep. company. Never mind growing it into what it is. Like that's definitely something. Yep. Absolutely. And I mean I can tell you where I was on what what I was doing when World of Warcraft launched. I was on WoW Radio. We were doing a broadcast. We had people on site at the official launch event in Fountain Valley, California at a Fry's. And if you look at the, I think it was five years ago, they released a, it was three years ago. They, they released a video basically like detailing the history of, uh, of the game. Um, and the community and some of the staff talk about arriving at that event and they were like okay, what what else is launching today it's just our game is there any what else what's launching besides our game today and they didn't believe that there were thousands of people there at this event in california in november to buy their game right they, they had to shut the server they had to basically tell source to take the game off the shelves at one point because they didn't have the capacity to have any more players yeah and it wasn't like nowadays where it's fairly simple to get a new server and spin it up like no that. yeah like they in the first two weeks they used all of the servers they had pre-purchased for eight months of the game right like they had they thought they had a plan they thought okay well you know we're expecting this at launch and we're expecting this much after launch you know spread word of mouth spreading out and you know people getting excited because their friends are playing and they want to play with their friends and that lasted two weeks yeah and they were like okay well we had to pre-purchase these things months ahead of time what are we going to do because we don't yeah. have any more yeah that's what i can so uh in i think it was 2014 or it was 2014 maybe 2015 i actually had a tour of blizzard when i was there for blizzcon by one of their IT people. Hectic, um, stressful, and disorganized is the only way that he was able to describe it. Like, right now, like, they have a command center for IT. They can see stats on all of their games, every right. server, yeah. every hub of, where data goes through between a player and Blizzard. Yes, very similar, multi-tiered, you're, yeah, you're great. You're very much, very similar, uh, except it has gaming wallpaper, basically, <laughs> instead of being a black room. But if you look at like any network operation center in in any video you'll see on, in news or whatever, is, is that like it's it's a panel, a wall of of panels showing different data, and that did not exist back then. The, back then, it was we have a server room in the basement. Let's go. Let's go. Plug some more servers in. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay, five minutes. Five minutes passed. We have more players now. Okay, let's go plug some more servers in. And they recently sold those servers uh, from those original times as collectibles. Those would go for a pretty penny, I'm sure. <laughs> On one of the collectible groups I have, I, I, Blizzard collectible groups I, I'm part of, somebody was recently trying to sell one for three thousand dollars. I'm honestly surprised it's not more. 
because of the nostalgia. And the the Warcraft game's not quite as good as it was back then. Right. But yeah, like a lot's changed in the game. A lot's changed in the management of the game and, and, and all that kind of stuff. But back then, I would not have wanted to work in their IT. Oh, God. Like, no. it, it would have driven me freaking crazy. Yep. And I would have been so stressed. Like, as much as working at Blizzard would have been super awesome, launching World of Warcraft would have killed me. <laughs> and, you know, they, they launched games after that, and they launched other titles, and they've gotten better. If you look at some of the stuff around the launch of Overwatch, where which was their first simultaneous worldwide launch, very different. That's after they have all of this in place, all of this network opera, network yeah, operation and stuff and all this monitoring and yeah. the ability to literally press a button and everybody plays it. Yeah. You know, there was a time where, well, great, you want to play, but, you know, your region can't play until midnight your time. And, right. you know, a, a patch would launch in World of Warcraft and Europe would get it first so they'd have a, an advantage on a world first race or something. Now we're going to have Dragonflight at the same time for everybody in the world. And that is awesome. That is technology and a dedication to making the game as good as it can be. Yeah, it definitely makes it more, yeah, you just feel more connected to it when you kind of all experience it together at the same time, right? Easier to make friends and maintain that contact. Like if you make a friend on an EU or something, you guys can kind of go through it at the same time as opposed to mm -hmm. one person ahead of the other. Yeah, and and uh, Dazdorn says he has one of the original Blade servers. But yeah. Uh, those servers, like, th those servers were not cheap. Nope. Like, back then, 2004, the servers, like, you're right. Like, it would be $80,000 to launch a server in World of Warcraft. Yeah. And they were launching 20 servers a day for, for two weeks. And they ran on the servers. Like, yeah, definitely crazy. Making lots of money, but lots of money being put out because, yeah. okay, we did expect this. We, we weren't prepared for this. <laughs> what, what's that thing Ilvin says? Uh, they actually... I, I, when I talked to somebody at Blizzard uh, at my first BlizzCon, they said that that line from Illidan was basically what everybody at Blizzard was saying for the first six to ten months of Blizzard or of World, World of Warcraft. Mm. We were not prepared. Yeah, I, I mean, you can't be like it's so hard to judge the numbers and the estimates. Like you just, yeah. it's it's such a tough thing to do. It's it's very hard. I would not want to to have been in their shoes. Nope. I don't really want to be in their shoes now, to be honest. <laughs> but at least now, the IT side of things is more manageable comparatively. Right. Oh, and you got a lot more tools at your uh, at your disposal. Yeah. Disposal that helps you monitor, helps you detect problems, helps you test things. Yeah, like have network, a much smoother experience. network monitoring back then was very right? rudimentary. Yeah, eighteen years in technology, big differences. Yeah, no, exactly. But yeah, lots has changed. But you know, was was it saying the more things change, the more things stay the same? Yep. That's that's true. Pretty much, yep. Well, and one thing that's staying the same is, as usual, we get a buff and we get items. Yeah, uh, so back to the anniversary, and we have to talk about the nostalgia of it. Let's talk about the actual event here. So, as usual, we get the anniversary buff. Uh, it is 18% this year for 18 years. You also get 200 Time Walk badges, uh, an invitation to the party that the Time Walkers are, time walkers are holding, a Celebration Firework. Pretty cool. The uh, classic bosses are back again. So, we have Kazakh, Azurgos, and the four Nightmare Dragons. If you're level 30 and above, you can, t you can kill each one of them once a day. 
Now, killing them is easier said than done, because uh, uh, you can often uh, make several trips out to their re areas and not see them spawned. But definitely worth a try if you can. Here's how <laughs> some of those look. Some of those weapons look like they might have a very cool appearance appearance that I might have to end up spawn camping for. But I guess we'll have to see. Well, you have... Lots of time. Till the 28th, I believe? 27th. 27th, yeah. So, until four days after the actual anniversary. Yeah. Because it launched on November 23rd. Yep. And uh, I don't think this is actually the case, but if the person who bought me my first, th that classic collector's edition that's sitting right up there, and you can't see because I'm pointing and just on video, uh, if the person who bought me that way back when and the game time back then, if they're listening, thank you. I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for that. Just say that. But some of the stuff you can get from the historian Maddie in the Caverns of Time from the Time War badges is you get bronze-tinted sunglasses. Uh, you can get uh, wands uh, for Noel, Morlock, Quilbor, or Trog. You can get a Corgi Pup, a Timeless Mechanical Dragonling. You can get a Crafted Cloak of War, which is a cosmetic item. Uh, you can get an ex exquisite cosmetic set for Edwin Van Cleef. You can get an inflatable Thunder Furry Blessed Blade of the Windseeker. And an overtuned Corgi Goggles, which is a toy that will make everybody you see turn into Corgis. I'm not going to lie. I'm not looking forward to the inflatable Thunder Fury Blessed Blade of the Windseeker. Sorry, did you, did you say inflatable Thunder Fury Blessed oh, Blade of the Windseeker? No. Why is it starting already? So, no, <laughs> I am not looking forward to that. It's already a tongue twister. We didn't need an extra word added. Thank you, Blizzard. Go home. <laughs> Almost like you're frustrated. Almost. All right. Uh, and you also get a Tranquil Magnet Mechanical Yeti costume to go along the Tranquil Mechanical Yeti you can get for Christmas. By the way, as well, if you wanted to. But yeah, there's really cool armor uh, weapons. Uh, you can go to uh, Ultrek Valley of Old, which is interesting. You can get the Stormpike Battle Ram mount and the Frostwolf Snarler mount, uh, depending on your faction. They had, just had to pause Korax Revenge, but I think they re it today. Or they'll be able tomorrow when maintenance happens because there's an issue like there was last year. What an issue! Never. I know. Can't can't imagine. They just introduced a new feature. That's all. Uh, <laughs> they didn't though. It's the same probably the same bug they had last year. But anyways. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Uh, this is back, and those of you who who have seen this event before, yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. But it's it's cool. It's it's be fun, and uh, it should be enjoyable for those who. Uh, who are into that kind of thing. And at the minimum, it's always nice to get a little experience buff right before the new expansion when it, because yep. it typically falls before expansions and, and always you'll nice note to get that little buff. That buff can, may, may possibly be able to be used if you if you create your Drakthir, you might get the, the, the bundle in your in your mail and be able to use that to level your Drakthir. Yep. But there's a very good possibility that they will just not have that for new, new created characters. I actually was tempted to create a character and log it in just to see if we'd get the, the anniversary bundle, but I don't know that I want to. I'm we'll see. not sure what the date cutoff might be if they do implement one, but well, I know that a newly created character yesterday or this morning does. Um, okay. I, I created one and I got it. Okay. Yeah, like I, I've got characters I've created but not logged into that I can mm -hmm. probably use, but like... I wasn't sure if like a very uh, just a completely created character would get or not. Right. At least I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'm I'm quite certain, but I can't say for sure. I'm trying to remember now my DK, and for some reason my mind's going blank. But I'm pretty sure you do because I'm. I don't. I don't see why you wouldn't. Yeah. Well, I'm. I'm but, logging uh, in a character that I haven't logged in before to see if they get 
the, the mail. I just don't want it to play audio and then right. probably try and play audio because it's a new character. But yeah, it, the more more XP buff is good. And I'm looking forward to well, apparently you can get an Ildrey Doomhawk mount too from this event. I just noticed that. I have to figure that out. That Doomhawk sounds cool. So let's talk. Let's talk in eight days, man. What to expect in this game? Lots of big changes to entire systems that are going to completely change how we know them. So I think one of the nicest that players have been asking for that they have rejected and I think they found a fantastic middle ground for is dragon riding. It is from a little bit of testing that I did on the beta and I believe you've done some as well. One of the coolest systems I think they've ever added. Just the concept of, okay, we want you to experience what we created. And as I get more into the software industry, I can understand where they're coming from with that. They've put so much time and energy and effort and money and everything else into making this world. And it hardly seems fair for them to spend all that time and then three weeks in, we all get flying and we don't look at any of it ever again. Dragonlight riding is a fantastic middle ground in that you can still get your speed boost and get to where you want to go a little bit faster, but you can't just glide over top of everything and you still experience the world that they created. How much testing did you do with it? With dragon riding? Yeah. A fair bit. Like the, the, the entire reason that I spent like two or three days in there was to try and uh, unlock it first. Right. Um, but then try and actually like get some experience with it and learn how to do it. Yeah. Failed miserably at that last part of that. But <laughs> I hope by the end of Dragonflight, I'll be good at Dragonflight riding. Let's put it that way. Right. But Taliesin from Taliesin of Abatel channel on YouTube did a really good video comparing travel speed using dragon riding versus travel speed using a regular mount. Okay. And dragon riding will actually be faster. Really? Yeah. Interesting when, considering you have if to you if you can get yeah. like the speed boosts going after you've right. gotten all the lifts or whatever they are. Yeah. If yeah. you've got the entire tree unlocked, you will travel faster consistently than you would a, a current mount. And that's very interesting because a recent guide that I looked at, you can get all of the glyphs in under 25 minutes. So they've got waypoints that you can put in and I'll end up hooking mine up to a macro to go through one at a time. But you can get them all in half an hour within like same, you, you can be flying that fast within the same day of the expansion coming out, which is what players want. But at the same time, you have to land. So you still, and you can't go necessarily infinitely high, so you still have to experience their world as they made it. One of the things that I was most worried about was the talent tree, because I was a little bit worried how hard some of the glyphs would be to get, and getting them might seem repetitive, and you might get a little bit tired of it. I think they could have extended it a bit, so it took a little bit longer than half an hour, because that's also fair but i think overall the system's going to be fantastic i'm very much the same way i get beta and i beg for it and then i get it and i play like four hours and then i never go into it again <laughs> i don't generally ask for beta i just get it as a con as a right. time content creator yeah um just to uh, clarify i uh, did create a brand new character uh and did get the anniversary thing i but, have a suspicion they're gonna turn it off for Dracula. yeah i i would i would think the day of launch um, next Tuesday, it would be turned off. Although then again, maybe not. Who knows? 
maybe they'd be okay with you using it. For, for me, for beta, though, uh, to go back to what you're asking, I mean, I don't generally ask for it. I, like I said, I generally just get it as a content creator. There definitely have been betas where I will spend some time testing and retesting and putting in bug reports and all that kind of stuff over and over. That That is just, just something I, I do sometimes right. when I have the opportunity and when I have the time and energy. Like There have been times where I where I get a beta and I'm unemployed and I have, you know, 24 hours a day to play and and can do that. Right. And I and I will do time spent, you know, beta testing and, and quality assurance testing and, and all the stuff. But sometimes I just want to, like, I, I try not to look at the story because that's the part that when it actually launches, I want to experience right. that fully. Like, um, I have literally skipped through every cinematic yeah. in, in the beta. Makes sense. I'm like, I don't want to experience that here. I want to experience the final version in launch. And it's funny because I'm almost the opposite where... I will go through the quest line so that I know what's going on and I can try and rush through it more once it's live. Yeah. Like, because I just want to get there, but I also want to know the story. <laughs> yeah. But I can see what like, you're saying. They also have a lot of cutscenes, so you're going to miss stuff doing it that way. What 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 I've done in the past, like there was a couple expansions where basically what I did was I used the beta to find the best leveling path. Like yeah, like, exactly. here, 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 yeah. here to level as fast as possible. That's yeah. my main. My main does that. My second character, I take my time, I yeah. read the quest text, I learn right. I find the story, and that worked really well for a couple expansions. And then there was the Miss of Pandaria expansion, um, where I then had 15 else, and that, that <laughs> did not work anymore now. No. Because we, the, like, Dragonfly is probably the first, I feel, alt-friendly expansion since Miss of Pandaria. Um, Legion wasn't bad, and you made a ton of gold off of it because yes. World Quest and your mission table thing, right? You made that? decent gold in Warlords of yeah. Draenor as well from the yeah. garrison. From, you yeah, the right garrison. Was, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Your garrison, and then your World Quest made a ton, and then BFA, your mission table, you could make quite a bit. But yeah. I do agree. I think Dragonflight is the most alt-friendly in at least the last two. BFA was terrible, in my opinion. Shadowlands was terrible, in my opinion. So well, I mean, really it, it to took until point two expand, patch for them to have the Ma intro skip. Yeah, yeah, the Ma Which intro skip was the was way too long. Stupidest, yeah, stupidest thing yeah. they could have done. And then on top of that, you had no Covenant catch up, so it took forever to grind that up. Yeah, and then yeah, it was just wasn't the biggest fan, but they did get a lot better at the end of Shadowlands for sure. Oh yeah, I, and, I and Dragonflight will be a much better expansion. Yeah, like everything it. we're seeing, they are learning from the hubris of their past. Yeah, and speaking of another one that they seem to be kind of learning from is the rep changes, right? Because that's kind of going on the same vein where yeah. they're making changes because we want more things account-wide and not have to grind it on four characters. A lot of things in this expansion are going to go account-wide. And they always should have been. Yeah. Uh, Dazzle Run, that was true. I think Shadowlands actually broke it. But up until then, I believe it was, for the most part, that pattern. Um, I, I, When it comes to Shadowlands, I'll be honest. I generally give them a pass. I don't see... There were so many aspects in the Shadowlands from development to release and the impacts on the staff of various things from the pandemic to the lawsuit. Right. I can't hold it against them. I, I I can't hold it against them how much of how much of a shit show it was. 
I, I don't like to swear, but like it really was almost from just before release. It was, yeah, it was a pretty bad show, man. It, it was, and, and I, I don't, would... I don't hold it against them. Um, the people at Blizzard did the best they could with a lot of obstacles in their way. I guess that's true. I mean, I, I Shadowlands was the first expansion. I've taken a break from WoW since I started playing in Legion. I have never had my subscription lapse until season four. So yeah. that uh, affects my judgment on it. I believe that the end result was definitely a pass, but it took far too long to get there. So I don't mm-hmm. think I could give them a path pass. Uh, I think it was, yeah. Joe, Joe says uh, Shadowlands needed to happen for the philosophy I, change. Yeah. And I, I mean, yes. I do agree with but that. But when I, when, I, when I say yes, I agree with that. I, I say Shadowlands and the bubble, the blizzard bubble that existed from the development phase of Shadowlands to the end of Shadowlands. Because you can't just look at it as that game experience. That 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 expansion had to happen for the philosophy change. Because right. if you take out the pandemic and if you take out the lawsuit and the aftermath of the lawsuit and the aftermath of the pandemic, I don't know that we'd have the philosophy change. I, I don't know that we would have had the realization by the developers of Blizzard for World of Warcraft that, hey, maybe we're not always right. So, yes, I agree. Shadowlands, that that if we encapsulate, encapsulate it in a Time Lord bubble of, of time, yeah. of, of everything that happened during Shadowlands, right. around Blizzard and around World of Warcraft and the world, yes, that bubble had to exist to get to the other side where we have hey, hey, we've been really egotistical, and uh, we've been wrong, and we're sorry, and let's try and make it better. Because if it wasn't for the pandemic, it wasn't for the lawsuit, it wasn't for the desertion of World of Warcraft by so many of its players, I don't think we'd be where we are today. And I agree. As much as I hate that that happened, I don't like that the pandemic happened. I hated the pandemic. But if that's if that event is was needed to get where we are today. Can't say that's a bad thing. I'll take all of that to get where we are today, because I think now the game is heading in the right in the right direction with humbled developers who are more willing to say we aren't always right. Yeah, and that is, I would say, five to seven years overdue. Because I think for five to seven years, it's always been develop- devs knows best, yeah. and that's wrong. I do agree, and. I think a lot of these changes are ones that we've asked for forever, as well as ones that we've been asking for for a shorter amount of time. So I don't think it's, I don't think they're even taking the mindset of, okay, if you complain about it long enough, we'll give it to you. It's, if we see you complain about this, and we look at it, and we determine, yep, that has foundation, they'll look at it, as opposed to, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's a, not just a shift in mentality, of okay we want you to not complain forever but like we want to listen to you immediately yeah and a lot of the beta changes even were were same thing like they're listening to player feedback and i mean you're now starting to go down the path of software development you have to be willing to listen to your players your users however however you define who that person is you have to be able to listen to them if you don't you're gonna lose them Period. The only the only reason Blizzard has lasted this long with their mentality and not realized earlier that they need the mentality shift 
is because they've cornered the market on a game of this style. Yeah, I agree. And that's kept them going. If which unfortunate is in my opinion rather unfortunate. I think this is why competition is so healthy because it keeps the company going in a direction that it should because you as a player base can show you have a stronger way to show them you know what happens if they don't listen whereas there's no game you can replace wow with i enjoy the type of game that wow is even during my time off i tried to find out there's nothing you can't replace the rating and mythic plus and all just a variety that it has they've mm-hmm. just they've got too much of a corner on the market that's all yeah, like so. in my time off, somebody would give me a copy of uh, the new Amazon game, New World. Yep. Yeah, I tried it too. Not even close. No. Not even close. No. And so many problems. Oh God, that I, I don't know who, I don't know who's developing that game, but they need a serious Amazon. Funny. Enough. <laughs> but like, but yeah, I, no, I don't I know. like. I know people who moved from Blizzard to Amazon. Yeah. And it's like these. If anybody from who developed World of Warcraft was there. They forgot everything they learned at Blizzard, like which is interesting. The economy that, like, of New World is is yeah, terrible. I don't. I, I a, played it for a about, cluster of epic proportions. Yeah, I played it for about three days, and I was like, "This is not." I played it a bit longer. I, I actually bought a house, uh, and then realized that I had to keep paying for the house, <laughs> and probably said, "F that." Yep. Yeah, it just. Yeah. Um. Anyways, yeah. I, Shadowlands in it in, in everything that it encapsulates, encapsulates had to happen for us to get a better World of Warcraft. I just wish it didn't have to have happened. Right. Because I don't want to have seen so many people I know essentially say I'm done with this game. Right. I miss some of my friends that used to play this game. And I miss those who were working on the game and just said, I'm done. Like I wish that didn't have to happen. I wish that that is a fire we didn't have to walk through. But everything tells me there was no other option because every other path that we had to get to where we are now was tried. People tried to vote with their wallets. Yeah. They changed their metric of how successful the game was. So they didn't have to admit the game was failing as a game. I, I don't I really don't know what else to say. Like hopefully um we don't have to get back to where we are now. I can say. Um, but so what's come with Mythic Plus changes in in a week? So they decided to increase. So right now, plus 15 is the highest you can do for an eye level um, increase. Once you hit a 15 and a 16, there's no difference. Um, the eye level is the same. Your end of week vault loot is the same. Uh, for quite some time now, people have complained that 15 as being the cap is too low because you can do to 20 not super easily but easily enough if you're doing dungeons and you're into doing keys it's fairly insignificant to get to 20. 20 is kind of where it starts getting a little bit harder and then that's kind of where you start going from there so they've increased the cap to 20 um but i feel like they've still missed the mark with that because i I'm one of the opinion where the highest level Mythic Plus and the highest level Raid should be a lot more equal than it currently is. And still at the highest eye level that you can get from Mythic Plus is still a 20, or sorry, still a 10 eye level difference from the very first Mythic Raid boss. And it's a 20 to the high. So you're still having a fairly significant gap. It does get a little bit closer, 
and you're likely going to have a closer eye level to a mythic geared, like mythic raid geared character, I just feel like they've still got to try and kind of find some middle ground there. I also wish that they would move um, your mythic plus to being the same way that it is from raid and just give you the same eye level as the highest dungeon type deal, but that's kind of a another problem that they don't really want to address and they've actually said that they just don't want to go that route um but it's also nice that they've added more valor scaling so that you can upgrade pieces higher and just get the basically it's instead of being high level heroic it's low level mythic at the highest level so you can just upgrade gear if you can't get one to drop overall it's definitely some nice changes um makes the gearing slightly easier to get closer to uh, Joda, I don't believe so. Uh, in the vault, it does, but yeah, it's it's the end of dungeon. I I just wish they could find some middle ground. Middle ground. I know that it's not quite fair that you can farm keys as opposed to you've only got one chance at the boss per week. I just wish that there was a little bit of a closer middle ground. Being able to farm it repeatedly doesn't necessarily make the eye level difference go away. Um, but yeah, so it, it's essentially just eye level changes and increasing the, the top cap to a 20 instead of a 15 because enough people do it. They've also now gone and made anything above an 11 a little bit harder and they steadily grow high, hot, harder and harder uh, because I think they're trying to reduce the astronomical levels that people are able to run to, which they've kind of tried to do every expansion since Legion because in Legion it got quite out of hand. So it's, it's still going through refinement phases, but it's definitely got some improvements coming in Dragonflight. Um, the other one that I don't, because I'm sure you don't have much to, to input for that one. The other one is the loot changes. Um, and this one's also just dungeon and, uh, I guess, mo mostly raid relevant. Dungeons is not quite as relevant. Um, they've changed the loot system from personal loot to need and greed loot, which is really nice because they're also removing the eye level lock so for example if i'm in a raid and i get a trinket drop that is 240 eye level but i've only ever gotten a 230 previously that eye level that new trinket is a higher eye level it's automatically bound to me and i cannot trade it to my raid even if that trinket is not something that i will want to use on top of that it also goes for weapons for example if i get a one-handed agi so druid for example right you can get your agi weapons or you can get your int you previously had to have looted one of every main stat in order to trade that same one so it was super annoying for people who wanted to try and off spec and help their friend get something because they can't if they haven't gotten that type before of that level so they've removed that which is fantastic uh it also has built-in off spec determination so you don't have to worry about if i'm a main spec tank and I need a shield, I don't need to worry about some DPS paladin coming in and stealing my shield for their off spec when they go and want to do something else. So it, it automatically realizes that my main spec is more important than their off spec. And then after the off spec comes like the extra rolls kind of greed stuff where I just want to be able to sell it or whatever the case may be. Um, the one major downside that I'm hoping at some point gets fixed, if your raid has no cloth wearing classes you can still get cloth drops which is essentially just throwing away pieces of loot it might help guilds in a sense because a lot of guilds will provide you with your enchants and your sockets and all of that kind of stuff 
So now you can have one dedicated enchanter in your raid, and they can go ahead and disenchant all of those extra pieces, and it'll help the guild fund those as opposed to just having to always buy them. Um, whether that outweighs the extra loot, I guess, is remaining to be seen. We'll have to kind of see how it plays out, but I think the, the new loot system is fantastic, and it allows a lot more trading than it did before, which was like the eye level lock previously. I don't know a single raider who didn't hate that. Everyone hated it. It was the worst lock in the game. Like, if I don't want this thing, I should be able to trade it. End of story. I should not be locked just because you think that it should be an upgrade for me. Like, that. there's so many things that that's not the case. And there's so many trinkets and stuff like that where classes can get it where it is absolutely useless. And I would rather use a trinket from a previous expansion or a previous raid, but instead... There's other classes who like this is this thing is so good for, but I can't give it to them. So that's that's another super interesting change that they've finally listened to the community on. Like that is something the community's asked for for a very long time. Yeah, if you have to use an item from a previous expansion, uh, they have failed. Yeah. in development um, at a critical level. And unfortunately, and I don't know if it really goes expansion wise, but it definitely goes tier wise. Like there's, for example, there was a tank trinket in season two that tanks were still using in season three. There was actually a couple of them because they were so good. Yeah. And like, yeah, the, the offhands, trinkets, weapons, the armor itself, like, you know, helm, neck, chest, legs, whatever, even rings wasn't terrible. It was still annoying for rings, but it wasn't horrible. Um, trinkets and weapons were by far the worst because they're so impactful and so hit or miss, right? Like there's one off Skitra, for example. It was one of the best trinkets for most casters because it was an in trinket and it was good for vast majority of casters, except for shamans. But if the shaman got it, it was beyond garbage. Well, who do you think would get it? Of course, because Murphy's Law, the shaman would get it and not be able to trade it. Whereas you've got seven other people all scra like just scrambling to try and get it because it's so good. So they would rat like some trinkets are so bad they would rather use previous tier trinkets. Like it's just it was a bad system from the get go. Well, hopefully new stuff will show improvement and if there are issues that come up, they can refine them as things go. So that we can come out of this uh with systems that can last, not uh, more borrowed power that yep. has a limitation and 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 a usefulness that has a shelf life. We 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 should we should be looking at systems that can last through the ages, not and, ones that last through the patches. And it's really interesting because that's becoming such a hot topic lately. Is all of these systems? If you look over the last three expansions, at least four probably, because I'm sure it was the same in Wad. So many systems come in for a tier or two or three, whatever the expansion is, and then they're gone. And some of them only last one. It's, I'm, as you said, getting more into software development. I fail to understand what sort of business practice that is. Like, why would you spend all that time creating a system that you know is only going to last a couple of years and then you're never going to touch it again? Why um, wouldn't I mean, you want to iterate on it? From, I can definitely understand that thinking from an aspect. The lore hits... The story hits, um, the story beats of Azerite, uh, of other borrowed power. It definitely has a draw. Like, it definitely has 
some logical path, uh, right. something that that says, okay, this is why we're doing this. Absolutely, and, and I think Azerite Power is a very good example of that. Like Azerite Power, or Azerite Armor came from the Azerite Focus expansion. So that absolutely makes sense. But then there's others that don't. For example, garrisons. What happened to garrisons? They just went away. Yeah. I mean, garrisons as an idea had a purpose, a very clear purpose. And I don't disagree with the purpose they had for them. It was their first step in the waters of player, player housing. Right. However, how fun is player housing if your choices are A, B, or C on eight different options? Right. If everyone is looking at the exact same thing, it's no longer fun. And based on my understanding from Wad Garrison's, you didn't have much choice. You had choices, but they were you, strong. You had yeah, you had choices. You also had the optimal choices. Yeah, exactly. And I think... If you didn't have a, scav a salvaging spot, you were failing. You were right. losing out on, on gold. Right. If you didn't do your flowers and your mining every day, you were yeah. losing out. If you didn't do X, Y, and Z, you were being inefficient. Yeah. It. I want player housing, ideally. Player housing is in my head, and, and how I envision it, is entirely irrelevant to gameplay. It is... Yeah. It, it's it's a place to kick back, relax, yeah. cosmetic. Yeah. There's no in-game benefit. It... It should, they, should take the, they should take the same approach as they do to Transmog. Transmog yep. is one of the nicest systems that they could have implemented that has zero impact if you ignore it. It Agreed. has absolutely no impact to the gameplay, but if you enjoy that sort of aspect, it gives you so much to do. Like, I could spend eight hours a day on WoW doing nothing but creating armor that looks in different sets, different ways, farming armor appearances from countless different places. Like, there is so much you can do with it. And it makes no difference to how you play the game. Yeah. Like, I want them to put effort towards things that are just cosmetic. Yeah. That they're not making money off of. It's not a shop item that they can justify the cost of development. I want purely cosmetic choices. Especially when the game is how it is. Like, the game has so many different aspects to it. Like, why not? You put everything into battle pets. You put so much into dungeons and raids and, like, quests. Like, there's so many different aspects. Why not add another? Yeah. Uh, not everything needs to be about either improving your player power or improving their bottom line. Yeah. No, it... it there's lots of reasons to bring it in, and since it was added into Final Fantasy. I mean, so many people have asked for it. So many people have wanted it for so long and think that it is one of the nicest parts of Final Fantasy. And it allowed you so much customization and gave you kind of your own place that you could share with other people. And I think it ended up culminating in Blizzard having to put out a statement like, we're not putting it in quite yet. We do. We are thinking about it. I think they've admitted that they have thought about it for the future and it might be something that they introduce at a later time but they're definitely not putting it in for the start of Dragonflight which obviously we now know because we've got PTR builds that are release candidates I believe 
Uh, yes, Davidorn, I do say aspects quite a bit. But with a game such as this, one of my one of the most appealing parts of the game is the fact that it has so many different aspects to it. Like, for example, Medros and I play completely different parts of the game, and we can both spend so much time on the game, and we'll have zero overlap with each other. That, for me, just makes the game unbelievable and just shows how good of a game they've built in that players can spend a ton of time and not even do the same content. And not just that, like, so many yeah. people. As learned, we don't do drinking games on the show. Uh, we cannot afford the lawsuits of people kill themselves from drinking. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, uh, I've always said, play how you want. It's your game. Yeah. Play how you want. And exactly. that's should be the, the rule for everybody. If somebody tries to tell you how to play, your choice is listen or don't listen. If they, if you don't listen, I mean, you can't expect somebody to keep you in their raid guild if you don't want to raid or, or learn right. what they're in the fights. But if you don't want to learn, if you don't want to raid, people shouldn't force you to raid. And there's so many, like, and it's so easy to find a community that plays the same as you do. You can find guilds dedicated to raiding, dedicated to pet battles, dedicated to role playing or like anything. There's, there's a guild, some, like there's a guild dedicated to it on probably almost every server. Yeah. And now that they've added communities, it's even easier, obviously. So did you want to touch on profession changes or do we save that for next show? Because that's that could be a big I one. I don't know how much the profession changes are going to be in next next week. So I think we probably put a pin in that one. Uh, and I think Dragon Riding as well can put a pin until right before release. I don't know that we really need to cover Dragon Riding. It's not going to be in... I mean, I, I don't believe it's in the... I don't believe so. I'm just looking here. So Pat, uh, Phase 2 has the event with the primal storms of course it also has do 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 alduman the new dungeon uh winds of wisdom buff goes away the drag theater comes out and that's about it so it does look like release has dragon riding and crafting professions revamping so that that does not happen till the 28th right so we'll put a pin on profession changes and dragon riding until uh, until next episode in a couple weeks, um, which we should have. Yeah, in twenty first, we right we it should be out right before release. Yeah, on the twenty eighth. So yeah, I guess that's about it. I I appreciate everybody who came to the live show. It's been a little while since we had a good live show audience. I appreciate everybody, everybody's input and and thoughts. Trust me, I missed it too. Missed, missed you guys all a lot. Going to try and get back into question of the week once the new expansion hits, or question of the weeks, I guess. Hey guys, it's Editor Medros here with a bit of an addition to the show. Sorry it takes a long to get this one out. We're working on getting that better, but in the meantime, I want to let you guys know as quickly as I could that we have just opened up our contest for some keys for Dragonflight. If you want to enter to win, go to Twitter.com/allthingsas. Contest closes on Friday at 11:59 p.m. PST, and the contest prize will be drawn at noon on Saturday. See you guys in the next episode. Take care. Uh, if you want to leave a voicemail, of course, definitely do that. We'd love to play a voicemail or two in the coming weeks. Uh, if you'd like to reach us for a voicemail, uh, it reaches at 1-785-ATA-WILDFI. That's 1-785-282-9695. You can send us emails at show at allthingsasroth.com. If you like what we do here, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash allthingsas. And again, thank you everybody who has continued to be a Patreon through all of this. Uh, it is very appreciated beyond anything I can tell you. Uh, join our new Battle.net group at bit.ly slash bnetata. Uh, check out Ali's show at DungeonFables.com 
and to check out Toasty's stream at twitch.tv slash toastypostycan. I, I know Dungeon Peoples is going. I don't know how much Twi uh, Toasty streams these days, but definitely check it out either way. Check us out, our, us out, out on Twitter, all things as, at Medras for myself, and eventually maybe Van here will get a Twitter. We'll see. Uh, please also do check out the other shows on the Dawnforge Network, including Group Quest. We will be back in a couple weeks. So in the meantime, any final words before we, before we get out of here? Hope you guys have written everything down for the pre-patch because there is a lot of stuff coming. There is. Again, we'll be back next week, or sorry, in a couple weeks. So take care, happy hunting, and we'll see you on the other side of part two.